This is episode 312. Do you put chocolate, wine, cheese, crackers, chips, pizza or ice cream in your mouth in order to feel better? Maybe you're lonely. Maybe you're sad. Maybe you're stressed. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're procrastinating. And you just need a little treat to get you by. It's easy. It's cheap. And well, we'll just start being healthy again tomorrow. If that sounds familiar, then this episode is for you because I talk about treats and the difference between loving and respecting yourself with food and punishing and harming yourself with food. We're all privy to this cycle, but this episode might give you a whole lot of understanding and clarity about what exactly is going on and how to deal with it. So let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm excited to have you here where today we're going to be talking a little bit about sugar and the types of food that we treat ourselves with, that we give ourselves as a reward. First though, in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. And interestingly, this conversation or this podcast episode today came from a question and a conversation that happened literally today inside my coach community. And we were talking about treating ourselves and rewarding ourselves with sugar or chocolate or wine or whatever that food is. And so are you somebody that treats yourself with food? When you get home from a long day, do you want to reward yourself because you did a good job or you're tired and so you deserve to feel good again? You've put yourself through a lot. You've been a really great mother or you've been really present for your partner and you're just absolutely knackered and worn out and you're simply just, you want to feel good. It's time for you. It's you time, right? And so we, we have this idea and this language that's used and it, it possibly came and probably came from the personal training world and the fad diet world, which is that you can have a treat day or a treat meal or simply have a treat, right? Or cheat is the other word that is often used. Like you can have a cheat day or a cheat meal. Uh, and the problem with these words is that they speak to a child part of ourselves. And what I mean by that is simply that there's a part of us that wants a treat. And we often treat children. We often give children rewards. We often have them have a feeling of being treated and rewarded for the behavior that they've exhibited. And the reason that we do that is that we're trying to show children how to navigate the world. We're trying to show children that when you do this thing that produces a good outcome for yourself and others, or this thing that is safe, or this thing that is helpful, there's a positive reinforcement on the other side. The catch is that most of us grow up to treat ourselves just like children. We forget that we actually turn into adults. And this opens another, a deeper conversation as to whether or not we should ch- treat children as adults or we should treat children as modern day people treat children. Because really, we're all just big children. And if we learn to reward ourselves with sugar because our parents rewarded us with sugar, then maybe we grow up to treat ourselves by treating ourselves with chocolate, wine, and all of the things that make us feel good. The problem with chocolate, wine, sugar, anything in this world of food is that it's dopamine producing. And dopamine is the happy hormone that makes you feel good. And there's also a bunch of other different hormones and neurotransmitters that are part of that cascade and that cocktail. But we talk about dopamine as the most common one. It makes you feel good. And so, of course, you want it. And if you learn to do it as a child, then of course, you're going to want it as an adult. And this world is designed to be dopamine addictive. And most of 
of the foods are specifically engineered to produce dopamine responses in a certain way. Not too much though, because they want you going back and going back and going back. So the idea here is that with children, we treat children, we reward children to reinforce behavior. However, at some point of the journey, we forget that we've turned into an adult. And so the fundamental question then becomes, is treating yourself an act of self-love? Or if you feel weird about the idea of self-love and you're like, Maddie, talking about inner childs and self-love, like, you know, just eat the damn cake. But this is really important. That child always lives within you because you were always once that inner child. You were at one point in your life, that real child, right? So those experiences live within you and those are the neurons in your body that the messages that you learned back then still run along today. It's the same train tracks, right? So all of that stuff is embedded with you. So is treating yourself an act of self-respect or self-love? Now let's look at this. Is sugar self-love? A lot of people go towards sugar in order to make themselves feel good, to nourish themselves, to nurture themselves, to love themselves, to put in the place of loneliness, to have, have as a support through a difficult task. You might have a, a bag of lollies on, the, on, the, on your desk at work as you do this task that you actually hate. For those that don't know what lollies are, I'm talking about candy and sweets. <laughs> I know we have an international audience listening. Um, and so whatever that thing is, you're often using those things to feel a positive emotion or mask a negative emotion or at least carry you through the negative emotion. Think break up and sitting in front of the um, TV with a watching a terribly sad movie, eating ice cream whilst crying. You know, you're nurturing yourself through that, okay? Or it could be the death of a family member. So the question is, is that an act of self-love, right? Let's talk about the word love, right? What is love to you? And maybe you have this conversation with somebody that you're with right now. In my mind, love is a deep emotion that incorporates trust, loyalty, care, respect, and all of these things that really make up a high-quality human that makes them reliable, dependable, important, meaningful. Having them in your life to witness your existence is something that makes you feel really relevant as a human being. And so these are the attributes that make up love. I personally don't think love itself has very much validity because love itself is made up of these other variables as well as an element of physical attraction, pheromones, hormones, neurotransmitters, intimacy, sexuality. It's a, it's a cocktail of different human attributes and connection points that result in love, okay? So when we think about sugar or the wine or the chocolate that we're using to show care, nurture, love, attention, and positivity, all of those things can fall under some degree of love, of positive expression towards ourself. Do you think the chocolate is an act of self-love when we just displayed all of the attributes or some of the attributes that love is? Is chocolate or wine trustworthy? Is it loyal? Is it respectful? It's not, is it? It's not, right? So sugar and food as a form of love is not a form of love. If you are under the illusion currently that food and particularly sugar and unhealthy food is a form of love, then unfortunately that's wrong because sugar is cheap. Sugar is fleeting. It's brief. It leaves you with problems afterwards. It leaves you with brain fog. It gives you a sugar roller coaster where you go up and then you crash and you're sleepy. You might have gut problems. A few hours later, you might need to go to the toilet really quickly, right? And it leaves you wanting more. It leaves you feeling incomplete. Healthy love does not leave you feeling incomplete, right? 
So using these unhealthy foods and these quote-unquote bad foods and these toxic foods in order to love yourself is never going to satiate a need for true nurture, for true love, for true care, for true emotional support through any difficult situation. All it is going to do is carry you from one shitty situation to the next and it's going to perpetuate shitty things in your body like weight gain, gut health issues, brain fog issues, and all of the plethora of things that we can associate back to sugar, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, you know, the list goes on. You've heard me talk about them many times on this podcast. So I want to challenge the idea that you think that having sugar or, you know, foods that are unhealthy and that you know are unhealthy, that you go towards them in times of difficulty to express love towards yourself. And I'm going to challenge you on that. And I want you to think about this next time you do it. Am I actually caring for myself? Is any degree of this towards myself an act of love, an act of care? And if you feel weird about the love word, and I get it, especially as a man, think respect. Am I showing myself self-respect? Is this a respectful action towards my body? If you think cheap, fleeting, brief, leaves you wanting more, you know, gut health issues, brain fog, and all of those things is respectful, then firstly, I'd probably recommend a session with me (laughs) or a psychologist or somebody, right? Because when we think about sugar and when we describe it in that way, it might actually just make you think of a codependent, toxic, trauma-bonded relationship you had when you were much younger that never seemed to end but was full of chaos, right? That is what often people have with sugar a codependent toxic relationship, ups and downs, bad and good, bad and good, extremely yummy, extremely sick, you know, just on this roller coaster. I can remind you of a relationship you probably had with an intimate partner at some point in your life or maybe right now. And if that's the case, well, we've got plenty of episodes that you can listen to for that as well. But consuming sugar and consuming chocolate and consuming wine and all of those things is not an act of self-love. That doesn't mean that we say no forever, right? We just need to be real about ourselves that it is not an emotionally appropriate support in order to navigate any of those emotions or to show love towards ourselves, because it is not a form of love that we are showing towards ourselves in that moment. And there are many other ways to get respect and love in the way that you need so that they are nourishing and healing for you in the way that actually moves you forward rather than reiterates a cycle that has left you with an unhealthy body and a situation with your health that you're not happy with. We need to rewrite that story and we need to go towards what is actually loving and actually respectful. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please share it with a friend, share it in your social media stories. Let me know what you thought of it. Uh, you know, put it out to the world. If you enjoyed it as well, five-star ratings on Spotify. You can even comment down below on Spotify now. Um, Apple podcast reviews are incredibly powerful as well. Please, all the ways that you can contribute to this podcast is incredibly helpful for me to be able to grow it to help more people, which is definitely the goal. We want to help as many people as we can. So the more listeners, the more subscribers, the more comments, the more everything we get to grow together. So I appreciate you for partaking in that if you choose to do so. So thank you. I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode.
Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional. Thank you.